0: This is a Dalina University production. Why should we embrace online learning? Well, I think the,
1: probably the, the latest, greatest reason is because learning is going to become critically important throughout our lives. The idea that you go to school when you're young It's just history. Things are moving so fast and changing so rapidly that that we have to become lifelong learners. And the idea that we can afford to, either as students or as institutions, to have room to sit all of these people in one room with 30 students and one teacher, it's just ridiculous to think that that that's a model for lifelong learning. it's, It's a luxury, it's nice to have when you're younger, but when we get out into the real world, we need learning that's more accessible, and more adaptable to, to my needs as a learner.
0: So for those who uh, are trying to uh, keep, hold on to the, the old-fashioned type of learning, like face-to-face learning, is that type of learning about to go extinct? <laughs> well,
1: they say that you can always rely on uh, death and retirement to solve problems, but uh, to be serious, um, I, I think there is an, a, a place for face-to-face learning. Uh, I think we have, to be, we have to be smarter about when it's affordable and when it really is critical for the kind of intense learning, the kind of in-depth learning that only face-to-face learning can have. So I, I think the idea at this university and others where we blend face-to-face learning with online learning I, I think is, is, is what's going to happen and we're going to start reducing the amount of seat time. But throwing more of the responsibility onto learners to learn with others uh, and by themselves. So we're starting to see more diverse forms. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Henry Ford said, "You can have any color as long as it's black." Uh, and I think that's we're, we're we're finished with the only thing you can have is face-to-face. Now we have to be smarter about how to mix the
0: online and face-to-face. Do you see any social effects in society as regards to the... Uh, I mean, uh, students uh, are used to uh, going to a campus, meeting other students, and so on and so forth. Is there any social social effects that you can see now in society already?
1: Yeah, well, I think that there's massive social effects when a connected society, we see students who are You know, when they're on the bus, when they're walking, they're texting, they're talking on on communication devices. So we're evolving a a whole new way of communicating with each other. And this is just one component of it. And I think it's going to have its own problems and its own, you know, sense of addictions and sense of creating new ways to isolate and alienate people. You know, no no kind of mode of interaction is without problems. But... uh, I think the the accessibility issue is so compelling that uh, it will be a part of our educational mix. And hopefully there will be a place and a time when people can retreat to -to face-to-face campuses too but I don't think we can rely on them for the mainstream for the long term.
0: So uh, what about the competition? I heard you on your lecture you mentioned uh, Stanford uh, University for example giving away courses for free. Uh, Can a university like this uh, compete with a renowned university like for example Stanford?
1: Well, that's a very interesting question. The, the, the nice thing about MIT and Stanford is they don't want 100,000 Swedes to graduate from their university. They have an elite sort of the system. They're, they're giving these away, but they're not giving their degrees away. And we're giving de- credentialed, certified learning experiences at the traditional universities. And I think that's a very valuable currency, both from politicians recognize it, employers and parents. But at the same time, we have to be, you know, really vigilant that that those things are more than just reputation, and that we have to be able to, you know, show that our our learners are really highly qualified when they graduate. You have to be careful that of uh, frauds. There's lots of places where you can buy a PhD for twenty five dollars, and uh, and so you know, I think the credentialing issue, we it's it's what what we have to to offer right now, but we have to be very careful that that We make it flexible and adaptable, but authentic at the same time, and, and, and respond to real learning. So there's 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 places for us, I think.
0: So final question: uh, Shouldn't this uh, conference ha- have been held online?
1: <laughs> well, it was both online and offline. It's you know, the best of both worlds. But uh, yeah, I know I've 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 been involved in many online conferences, and uh, there's something that. When I'm forced to come here, that I, that I concentrate on it. There goes my program. <laughs> uh, when I concentrate on and, and being uh, immersed in it, that the quality of the learning uh, generally tends to go up. But uh, it, there's a time for online conferences and a time for face-to-face, and now is a time for face-to-face.
0: Thank you very much.